Hello and welcome along. You've tuned into Definitive Breaks here at Radio Karam. On today's show, I've got a special guest. Her name is Mindy Mengwang. Mindy is an acclaimed Chinese-Australian musician, composer and performer, a world-leading contemporary guzheng artist. She's a pioneer to bring the guzheng, the ancient Chinese harp, into the Western genres, such as experimental, jazz, classical, electronic, pop and improvisation. Hi, Mindy. Welcome. I'm so excited and thrilled to be speaking to you here on Radio Karam. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm ex- excited <laughs> to chat about oh, lo- everything. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, you have a performance, a show coming up called When. Can you tell yeah. me about it? Yeah. Uh, this is actually a new work uh, for this year and uh, um, it's a... Um, well, my inspiration actually came through during lockdown when I was, you know, like I, when the COVID and lockdown yes. first started, I yes. felt like, you know, uh, although we're all in there together, but some people, you know, like uh, people seem like sometimes they forget about it. Yes. So I, I just want to make a work to remind people, like, uh, no matter where you are and, uh, you know, what nationality you are and, the way how we feel about love, yes. how we feel about family is actually the same. So um, don't forget that, you know, other human being, they have families and they have feelings as well. So I started with like a thoughts yes. like this, but then I was thinking, what can I do? So I thought like maybe I could write music and tell stories. And then later on, I start to collect different stories, and then and then choose a you know a couple of stories that I yes. want to present musically. So yes. what the show would be is like the show actually tells a story, three stories now. One is about myself, which is uh, about how I haven't seen my mom for three years because lockdown, and she was a. Uh, alone and going through lockdown by herself in China. Oh, that must have been and very hard. Yeah, it's just we worry about each other and, uh, you know, whole uh, COVID thing just make her worried about her health as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a, so I share a very intimate story uh, with a uh, visual film. Yes. Like it has been made by some Chinese filmmakers about her and then there'll be live music to play with the story and with the film. Okay. Um, the second story will be something like we're actually taking a uh, story uh, from Melbourne. It's all the 
you know, I focus on family connection. So the second story is um, an international student who actually been separated from his family from Korea. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's young and uh, uh, he represents actually a lot people that we used to see in Melbourne. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, after the COVID started, a lot of them went back to home country and a lot of them got stuck here, you know. Okay, yes. Uh, he was the one got stuck. Um, wow. Yeah, so um, that's the second story. And the third story is that um, a family story, is a story between a young couple and they all live in Wuhan. So they actually went through uh, the first, you know, they are the first uh, people who to experienced the whole, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, that was quite intense because the, uh, uh, one, uh, you know, the the wife of um, is actually a nurse in the hospital where they first start treating COVID as well. Yes. So uh, all the stories are, I told a story that actually touches me mm-hmm. and I write music about that. Yes. Yeah, and that's the show. Yeah. So you're sh- really sharing some really personal stories and, you know, footage between your, yeah, your it's home very, very personal. China yeah. and, and Melbourne. So it'll mm-hmm. be nice. It'll be really nice to see. about the people that you've uh, collaborated with on this project uh yeah we have like a a, a two team yes and you know like a one musically we have a uh, myself played guzheng which is a traditional chinese harp uh-huh. but it will be played in the very modern way in this piece and then we have a cello yes um and then uh like anita uh, Krill. Yes. And then uh, we have uh, the uh, electronic musician who uh, he's, uh, his name is Daniel Janash. Um, so three of us, we will um, bring the story sonically mm-hmm. for everyone. But another team is actually um, our visual team. Yes. It's, it's everywhere, actually. We have uh, people um, collecting footage from my home city Lanzhou, which is northwest of us uh, in northwest china and then we have a uh, people like collecting footage from wuhan we have a uh, people based in melbourne and collect footage and doing the editing so the visual team is really um uh it's big it's everywhere <laughs> like you know the we get of footage wh- wherever we captured during that time the place yeah. was barren there was no one in the city it would have been a great time to photograph and film yeah um during these you times. know because like in china usually it's 
very busy and it, uh when when I see like the the film of like the completely empty city, not like here, you know, when you go for a walk, you still see still people, you can someone. still go out and get food or you can go for a walk. But when it's locked down in China, it's like 100%. Wow. No, no, nothing. And it's just so weird and creepy when you look at a mm-hmm. film. Um well, you know, like uh, I was just talking to everyone, like, you know, when this show was actually supposed to present in Australia last year, mm-hmm. got commissioned to produce this show. But unfortunately, because the, you know, like South Australia and Victoria, the border was closed and then we couldn't go. So wow, we couldn't present the show. Yeah. And it was affected by COVID. And now finally we get an opportunity to present that. And, um, at Frankston Art Center in this beautiful festival called uh, called South Side Festival. Yes. Um, it's just it made us feel like, you know, um, it's like two years after, you know, more after than two years happened. now, we're still affected by COVID. Like, you know, um, and it was thought like, you know, when the first COVID like when happened, we thought surely it will be over by mm-hmm. next year or year after. But still now, look at it. I know, exactly. Know, it's still lingering yeah. on. So you're really, yeah. you're really creating an emotional deep theatre experience type show, performance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So how long did it take you to put the production of When together? You would say a whole mm-hmm. two years? I think something around 18 months yes. from like how I start thinking about mm-hmm. it, uh, or maybe more, mm-hmm. like in time goes, maybe close to two years. Because when I first started to think about the structure and what do I want to do, that's probably early uh, 20, uh, 20, 2020. Yes, it was, then, wasn't it? Yeah. Around February. I had to double check in my brain. Was that? <laughs> Yeah, and then um, I think it, it just you know we during lockdown everything like uh, we just this project has been rescheduled presentation it has been you know the rehearsal has been rescheduled like a uh, ten times at least and I even make a contingency rehearsal date and the second contingency rehearsal date. But, all, you know, when the big lockdown happens, is that, you know, there's nothing we can do. It just stays and doesn't move forward. Mm, so know. eventually, yeah, it, um, finally we get to actually, um, the, the last bit of the production, like the music and rehearsal and the film cutting is all happening, like, well, and it's sort of like in last a couple of months, but uh, the initial idea and it, the um, you know structure, the draft of the mm-hmm. composition, everything actually ha- happened mm-hmm. um, like quite earlier on. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I, yeah, I just think the pandemic has really affected mm-hmm. affected all of us in one way or another, and some people are still yeah. sort of processing it or what they've all gone mm-hmm. through. Um, yeah. Because I think of this show, you know, although it's, you know, your audience would watch a story, but what a story and the music really tells you is about your own emotions, like how you would be feel, like, or what you have felt mm-hmm. during lockdown, like, uh, you know, the the way they're separated by 
um, you know, with the family and all isolation and loneliness, boredoms, and you know, fear yeah, and and everything. It's a complex emotion, and uh, we um, we think you know, like it's a way of uh, let audience to release their own emotion into this work, into this music as well, like uh, by mm. watching it. playing the Guzheng, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, Guzheng. The ancient Chinese harp since you were six six years of age. Can you tell me about the instrument? This is a, um, well, it's a, uh, it looks, let's describe how it looks. It's um, a flat, let's say flat harp with a sound box. And uh, there are 21 strings over the surface on the top and then the performer will pluck the string and also um, performer can bend the string manipulate the pitch or uh, create different effect on this instrument it has 2500 years of history yeah. um one of the yeah. oldest um, musical instrument in china and in the world um it's um also the ancestor for a lot of similar instrument in uh, Asia, so you can see very similar, different, uh, similar instrument, uh, you know, everywhere like a, uh, in Asia, and um, and it's all came from this. So, um, is it a hard instrument to learn? I I think when you first started, it was not that difficult, but then. Uh, as soon as you start getting into it, it gets very difficult. Yes. And then later on, when you want to, like, you know, develop and and become a, a expert on mm-hmm. that, it also gets difficult. So there's a few stages, like, you definitely have to go through. But as what I was saying, like, you know, when people start playing flute, they can't even make sound. It will take a while mm-hmm. of violin to actually make a proper sound. But on this instrument, it's a bit like a piano. You can yes, you can plug a string, you get a sound. But um, the difficulty is like, how can you make the sound into music? You know. Yes. Um, yeah, it's such so, a beautiful sound. Yeah, it has a very the resonant because of the mm. sound box. It's very earthy and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It um, how does it feel to it play resonant? It? Yeah, calming. Yes, it 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 became a part of my. I I always think it's extension of my body mm-hmm. and my mind. After so many years of uh, being playing it, and it's a pretty large instrument as well. Yeah. Is it very heavy? It's um. Not as heavy as, yeah. as it looks, but it's it's not light with weight. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not like a violin or flute. Uh, it's bigger than me, yeah. actually. You know, I'm not very tall. And it's a beautiful looking <laughs> instrument too. Yeah, it does. It looks really good, and um, it looks very elegant. <laughs> it, it is. And, Do you have to play it without like with picks? 
Can you play without yes. without picks, um, or, or do you have to tune it? Uh, we usually we have it at a you know plectrum and picks uh, taped onto fingers mm-hmm. and to play it. Um, traditionally, people only tape the right hand side, mm-hmm. nails and fingers, and they play it, and the left hand will bend the string. But on the modern pieces, sometimes it requires uh, requires more um, plucking sound from left hand as well. So now uh, it's common that people would use plectrum on both hands. Okay. Um, it, yeah, the tuning is a very interesting because it, unlike uh, unlike the Western musical instrument on piano, you have a twelve notes in the octave. Um, the white keys and black keys, each keys are, um, you know, is a note, yes. natural note. But on the harp, uh, in every octave, in this one, because it's in traditional tuning, pentatonic tuning, we only have a five. So that means that's probably why this instrument usually being played um, traditionally uh, and uh, only plays the music is was created for this instrument. Um, you know, but because you just don't have enough strings, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I start working, um, when I start my practice into uh modern music i one of the things i really spent a, a long time to explore is the how can, uh, can how can i free this instrument um to play different style style of kind different kind of music um I, and which I, requires more strength or more more notes in the octave so yeah that's one so, of the so when when did you start um blending the Guzheng uh, with contemporary music. When did you start doing that? Uh, oh, that would be over decades ago. Wow. Uh, it's, mm, I started it in England. Um, I started conversation uh, in the university. And from then, like before that, I was only tra- like play traditional music. Okay. But around then I started to understand the connection and, it, you know, it's – it's almost like a different system, like different language. Yeah. So I was just thinking about it. Oh, how can I translate this music? You know, like we the key when we talk about and the key how you know Western music talk about it, all the relations or you know between the notes. How does that make sound make sense in both language? So yes. I think. During university time, that's one thing I was trying to um, really figure out. And then um, once you understand the principle, later on, uh, you can experiment with different tuning, different set of strings, and then it became possible for me to jump out of the this five notes limitation and um, start playing music with western musicians and a western musical instrument it's and, nice that you and, experiment with other genres oh.
So uh, I I wanted to congratulate you on receiving Music Victoria Musician of the Year in 2021. That, that's amazing. Uh, how did you feel about feel and what did it mean to you to receive such an honour? I actually I am super surprised that I would get the award among so many amazing, beautiful musicians that I would look up to. Um, it felt great because I felt being ex- I feel like I'm part of this. I'm part of Australia, you know. Like I, it's really as a migrant musician. Um, so Australia's your home it's, now. Mel- it's Mel- my home. Melbourne's your home. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have when I, you know, when when I get this award, I actually feel like I, I've been really welcomed by the music industry in Australia, yes. and I've been, you know, like acknowledged by the industry here, and it's a such a beautiful thing to acknowledge someone from different country, but also plays such a different instrument. Exactly. So I think you know. I'm just so over. I was like super overwhelmed. I I still, I I was very surprised, and but I was also very touched. Oh, lovely, um, yeah. wonderful. Can you tell me some of the artists you've collaborated with? Because I can see a few, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that want to work with you. I love to work with people, so you know, collaboration is one of my favorite thing to do. I, I can see Paul Grabowski. He's yes. you've done heaps with him. Um, we um, met Paul actually very long time ago. Yes. Uh, when I wasn't even living in Melbourne, I came to visit, and I remember the um, there was used to uh, what's that venue called Brick Lane, very famous jazz venue yes. in town, and. I remember like one night I went to see this uh, gig and uh, Paul's music just completely, uh, well, I was just amazed by everything he does. Yes. Um, He's a brilliant pianist, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I remember I went to him and I said, oh, I really like your music. My name is, I introduced myself. and But then that was like many, many years. Oh, okay. Before. Like, maybe over 10 years or more than 10 years yeah and then I think uh, two or three years ago we um, came across each other again like um, uh, with uh, Australian Art Orchestra mm-hmm. and we and then later on we said okay, Paul asked me to um, you know like a work on the project with him and then we started playing and when we started playing like it just both of us got shocked by how natural it is, like when we come together, the song. And um, we love, and we instantly find that strong connection between us musically. And we, I felt like, you know, I could have just communicate completely musically with him. Mm-hmm. And we just love playing with each other. And I, then we start uh, Paul, um, and me recorded a, a track in my last album called Phoenix Rising. Yes. And uh, then we, we have a, like, more work 
showing later this year in different places. And one would be in Melbourne Recital Center. So um, I really strongly recommend that you come to see me and Paul if you oh. like the music, actually. Um, oh. Talks to your heart, you know. Oh, Deep lovely. and it talks to your heart. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Because oh, I saw that you're actually on tour with um, Tim Sheil as well. You're doing the ner- the nervous energy. Yes, that's um, a very different kind of music. I'm actually, uh, yeah, the style is different. It, it was Tim. Uh, we play a lot. He is an excellent uh, electronic musician. Yes, and producer. And he, our music is more upbeat, mm-hmm. so it has more elements of like pop and and. Um, like a more something you can dance with <laughs> yeah oh. so i think yeah it's something I you can put people. really loud in your house and just have it as background music i loved it it was yeah it's yeah. lovely music um i also like you also collaborated with gorillas i thought oh my god yeah that's a, like when i was living in england i had an opportunity and to work with the uh, Gorillaz actually um, on one of the, their projects, the Damien Albans um, project called Monkey, the Journey to the West. Mm-hmm. It's a, a music, uh, I don't know how to put it, it's a modern musical show with uh, amazing visuals. Yes. Um, and so it's based on the story of the Journey to the West, the Monkey King. Mm-hmm. And, but um, he, well, the, what like they have like a whole show on a stage with yes. like a Jimmy Hollett, like a does the visual really yes. cool animation, mm-hmm. and then the live band, or oh, not band, let's say orchestra, it plays with the show and its visual. Mm-hmm. Um, a like a in this orchestra, like there's many Western instruments. And also, like, they have some Chinese artists, Chinese musicians. And I was there um, in the show um, in London, yes. in Auto Arena, like, uh, when they present that. Okay. Wow. That that sounds amazing. And you've played with Regurgitator, just to name a few. And I even saw that you um, did the closing for Andy Walhol's exhibition for oh, A.W.E. Yes. Yeah. And I, I went to that. I went to that twice, actually. I took my kids and then we went one night as well with some yeah. friends and it was lovely. Um, that, yeah. that would have been great. That, that was really At fun. The NGV. I remember, yeah, how packed it was. Because like, we covered it and... Uh, underground and um, vivid and underground, and they call that album. And it was just, I think everyone knows the tune, and everyone's like just kind of almost sing along. And it was oh. great energy. Oh. I love playing with um, uh, Regurgitator. Like, yeah, you know, they're, they're quite fun, aren't they? Um, they're like a you know really amazing human being, <laughs> and everyone's very they're different, but they are just. They're kind. Yeah. They're so kind. Like, and they're, they're, they're so nice to me. And it, like I just felt like at the beginning I was a bit scared because I felt like, I've, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know them. Like it's, you know, maybe they they're recently very different. Played local up here as well. They were here a couple of weeks mm. ago. Um, oh, well, that's really nice. 
so, um, who have been your mm. some of your biggest influences? Do you think? Oh, name a couple. I <laughs> think it's it's really from time to time. Like you know, when when I was young, yes, all the uh, Chinese classical music and the masters was you know was my inspiration, and later on, I went to. I actually start in, get interested in Western classic and then Western new music, uh, experimental, and then I'm switching like I'm like you know, I'm playing jazz and mm-hmm. electronic or pop everything. So I think it's real. It's really hard to say who would be the biggest. Um, okay. You know the influence. It's. It's many. There are so many. many different, yeah. I know. I get influenced every day. I'm listening. Like I, I'm a collector of music, I think. I I yeah. just – everyone influences me. I just love everything. Um, so what, yeah. what are you currently listening to now? Um, I actually – recently, I'm very fascinated by a Chinese artist, actually Chinese, American Chinese, yes. and his name is Li Daiguo. Um, and he, well, you know, he was trained to just, oh, well, uh, in, well, he was actually, he was, I think, uh, either migrated to US when he was really young or mm-hmm. he was born there. But he, his life is a different story, uh, kind of a completely op- opposite from me. He was training cello, and then, then I think um, maybe around 20s. Early twenties, he went to China, and he he's a Chinese. Her, like his parents uh, are Chinese, but he uh, so when he went to China, he got really you know fascinated by Chinese mm-hmm. traditional music. So he decided to stay in China, and he moved to China from US. Wow! And then reconnected with his heritage, heritage musically. And because of his background is completely opposite from me, but also it's a mix of um, modern Western and Chinese. So a lot of his music speaks to me, um, and I just really enjoying listening to him. Um, and uh, another artist, you know, like a track uh, yes. I've been listening to is called birth in Raptor Time 2 and it's a collaboration between many, many talented uh, musicians like uh, you have a violin and piano mm-hmm. and all different um, instruments in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this um, and also I, I like to listen to um, a, another Chinese artist um his name is Dowei, and he produced a lot of electronic music with the uh, traditional instrument in, and that has been something on my playlist mm-hmm. quite a lot recently. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was going to ask you uh, what's in the pipeline, but you sort of sort of answered that question before. You're mm-hmm. touring, and and you've got this. Uh, festival the south side festival coming up mm-hmm. um and that's actually on the 12th of may at mm-hmm. the frankston yeah. art center and yes. um i'll be so oh i can't wait to see you i'm so looking forward to it 
Um, where Thank can people where can people find you if they need to find you online? Oh, you can just uh, my music is available on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or any major platform, and um, and you can just uh, search Google and then you will see all the shows coming up like uh, and and mm-hmm. check out the tour because uh, actually we will um, my upcoming performances well one on uh, was the eighth of a. May I'll be I'm playing the beautiful project with a lot of female musician at Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, then twelfth of May at in when will be played premiered in a South Side of, uh, Festival in Frankston Art Center. And then thirteenth of May next day. Yes. If you want to do a bit dance, yeah, you can. Come to Hola in Brunswick. I'm, I'm <laughs> playing with the team. Sounds and then, like fun. Yeah, and then 15th, I'll have a, I will be uh, playing with team in Casamain. So if you're in Casamain, you can check that yeah. out as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds like This fun. year, yeah, this year um, I also pay close attention to Melbourne Recital Centre because uh, I'm the artist in residence this year. And yes, you've got it for I a will, year. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'll bring a lot of music too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's about it. <laughs> oh, wow, Mindy, I'd like to thank you so, so much. Thank you for sharing your story with us here at Radio Karam. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh. So lovely to chat. <laughs> This is Mindy Mong Wong. You're listening to Radio Karam.